This episode is in collaboration with Macklin, an award-winning psychology-based international matchmaking service with an unrivaled global network of the most exceptional single people. To find out more, head to macklininternational.com. The Secret Diary of a Single at 30-something. Hope you've enjoyed Series 1 of The Secret Diary of a Single at 30-something. The final episode of the series is a little bit different. I'm joined by Sarah Helen from Macklin. It's an award-winning psychology-based international matchmaking service with an unrivaled global network of the most exceptional single people. To find out more, head to macklininternational.com. So, now we have an expert involved, we're going to take a look back across the series to dissect the diary. I'm joined by Sarah Helen from Macklin International, senior matchmaker, psychologist and coach. Sarah, Helen, what on earth does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically, my company, Macklin International, we help people uh, find love. We we help them find a life partner. And the way we do that is by um, using our expertise and our network. And it's all about psychology and compatibility and really getting people to know who they who they are themselves first before they even kind of embark on that dating journey. And that can be with us through matchmaking services, or that can be through our coaching services. So we help support them through whatever other means they're doing. And obviously in in this case, the Secret Diary podcast, it's about um, supporting people in online dating as well, which is another thing that we can do. So straight to the podcast, um, you've listened to the episodes of the season? I have listened to the episodes and I did have a little giggle now and again through it. (laughs) This poor lady sounds like she's on a car crash adventure of Dayton. It sounds appalling. Is this a normal type thing for Dayton? Do you know what? It's funny that you even call it car crash, but really it is about individual perspective and mindset. So it's, if we, if we can reframe that straight away, it's almost like, you know there's a lot of there's been some positives in terms of like obviously she is getting out and going on dates she's you know she's taking those actions but what is um you know really obvious to see is everything that's not been done at the start okay so let's begin at the very start i'm a bridget jones wannabe i love a glass of red large bar of chocolate and big knickers maybe this is where i've been going wrong now i'm on the hunt to find my forever man so Where to begin? On a date nap, of course. How hard can it be? So first tips, where do you begin with online dating? Before you even join an app is to sit down and and figure out what it is you know you want and, and what you're looking for. Okay. So it's really about kind of knowing yourself, doing the work on yourself first. And then obviously as you then step into the arena of dating in whatever, like I said, in whatever sort of way, genre you're going to use, um, it's about, you know, having your boundaries in place, like knowing what you want, knowing what you're looking for, knowing what you would compromise on, um, but also, you know, just enjoying it at the same time. It's not about having a big list and a checkoff point. <laughs> it really is about, asking you the certain questions that you know lots of us don't even ask ourselves about when we you know when we're either building relationships or you know anything that kind of is important to us it's about our values you know who we are as a person and when I talk about values I mean things like 
um, honesty, um, you know, family happiness. Those are our values. You know, are you a compassionate person? Are you philanthropic? Um, do you love money? You know, whatever those values are, um, they're your personal values and they're not for anyone else to judge. The way that you will find a happy, successful, fulfilling relationship is when you are matched with somebody that has your shared values. That is basically what, you know, what we find as, you know, in our business, but also there's plenty of like evidence and research that kind of supports this. Do you think this this lady even knows herself and, and how do you know yourself? Well, this is the thing. It's kind of, um, it's, it's being a little bit more mindful to it. It's being a little bit more conscious to it. And sometimes that can be really hard because obviously you've got, you've got your past experiences. You've got previous relationships that you've had. You've got your family influences and then you've got your social group, right? Your friends, what are they doing? What are they, how are they influencing you? And then of course, in this day and age, We've got social media, we've got, uh, you know, we've got a phone that's right in front of us. You know, everything is kind of sending us messages about how we should be or how we, you know, how we, you know, how we should live our lives. But really, it's about having that courage to kind of, you know, take a step back, sit down and think about who you are as a person. and What do you actually want in your life to make you happy? It's easy to say, oh, well, you know, this person hasn't done this and this person hasn't done that. But at the end of the day, you need to also be really super honest with yourself and go, but what am I bringing to the table? You know, what do do I bring to this potential like date or relationship or however it's going to go? So, yeah, it is a case of, you know, having that kind of self-exploration, you know, writing things down, talking to friends and, you know, because they obviously have a really good opinion of you in terms of, you know, how would, you know, how would you describe me kind of thing? And then they will give you like, oh, you're, you know, you're really career driven. You're an honest person. You're a little bit grouchy at times. You know, it's the good and the bad. You can't just come out with like a sugar coated, polished, perfect person because nobody is like that. Right. So it's really important that you are honest about your kind of your strengths and your weaknesses. Right. Yes, completely. Um, so you talk about sort of influences and speaking to friends and, and that type of thing. Now, in the secret diary of a, a single 30 something, she did speak mm-hmm. to her friends and it sort of ended up on a second date with a catfish. After chatting to a friend about catfish, John, she somehow convinced me to go on a second date. I mean, I didn't fancy him on the first date. Why was anything going to change on the second? But... My friend's argument was all based on how that I'd told her that we'd got along really, really well and we'd laughed all night. Anyway, after some convincing, I went for date two. Later that evening, he sent me a selfie of him. We'd been talking about his beard during the date, so he'd shaved it off that night and sent me a photo of him without a beard. By the way, this did not make him any better looking. So then I sent the photo to my friend who'd convinced me to go on that second date. I'd sent the selfie along with his Bumble profile picture, which I quite fancied him on, so she had some comparison. Her response? Yeah, don't do another date with him. I haven't. Did I like him? Still no. I don't even know why I went on the second date. So, I mean, how much should you listen to your friends? So I think, again, that's going back to how she could have maybe just addressed that a little bit differently. Um, So that guy basically had sort of come across and used like older photographs. So it would have been, you know, she could have easily sort of challenged him on that, perhaps. 
Um, but I, I can understand where the friends are coming from because we in our, you know, in our business, we always do try to say, look, if you had a fun time, which is what they did, right? They had, they did actually connect, but she wasn't sure whether she fancied him. And that was based on the kind of disappointment, I guess, because she created this person in her mind based on these pictures, which isn't re realistic. So again, I would say not not putting blame on her, but it's about her expectations going into that day. If you don't have those super high expectations in the initial stage, then you can't have the, you know, the big kind of fall, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's just, and the friends are just, you know, listen, you had fun, you, you know, you had a good laugh. So actually going on a second date, technically could have just been as equally as fun if there was no expectations but because I feel that where there's a sort of maybe she's not done the work on herself you know she's not that confident she is kind of leading into you know her feelings are very much based on the other person and you know it's that's kind of influencing how she might feel um then you're you kind of sort of setting yourself up to fall right you're going to be even more disappointed or you can start what we call in psychology terms is called catastrophizing so it's actually creating a bigger you know a bigger kind of drama bigger dilemma than what it actually is but of course I know this is obviously it wouldn't be a very interesting podcast it was all kind of like very <laughs> psychology led and <laughs> right it's real life and this is what happens and so then... should these conversations happen on a first date would that be a good thing to do or would you do it before you even get to the date I think before you even get to the date um you really, yeah, I do believe you should maybe, you know, when you've obviously got that initial, if we're talking about online dating, once you've got that initial connection, it's saying, you know, can I just ask what you're looking for? But it might not even be come to that because if you've wrote your bio correctly and you are only looking at matches that like mirror that in terms of what you are looking for. So, you know, that it could be the man or it could be, you know, I know it's a gentleman in, in this case, but it could be vice versa as well. You've got to be honest with yourself. This works for both men and women. So what type of things should we be putting in these bios? So it's usually you choose around three to four values that you want to put in that bio. And then you choose around three to four deal breakers. So deal breakers can be anything from like, you know, I want to get married or, I'm, you know, I want kids or I have children already if it's somebody older. Um, or, you know, you don't want to be with somebody that smokes. Perhaps you don't drink alcohol, you know, and that's actually really important for you. So many people will be too scared to put that in their profile. But what is if that is who you are, then why are you not putting that in your bio? Because for the right person, you're going to attract the right person. You know, you're going to attract somebody that if that's a shared value. And likewise with things like, um, you know, if you're a really honest person, if you, you know, you do a lot of charity work and that's something that you're kind of looking for. These are some of the things that you could potentially put um, in your bio. And also, you know, you want to make it kind of punchy and fun and you know and, and give a little bit of your personality if that's your type of personality but if you're quite reserved and, and introverted then also you know that needs to come out as well because if you're looking for somebody very similar to yourself right this episode is in collaboration with Macklin an award-winning psychology-based international matchmaking service with an unrivaled global network of the most exceptional single people to find out more head to macklininternational.com. 
I'd love to see this woman's bio. I'd love to see what she's wrote. <laughs> I would too. <laughs> the guys, the guys she seems to be attracting don't seem to be the guys that she wants at any point. <laughs> and again, this is again, this is going back to that kind of like, you know, knowing yourself and your boundaries. It's when I say boundaries, it's like it's your mindset. It's how you think and view yourself. Right. And then you can put things in place in terms of, um, you know, just not attracting the wrong type of person, I guess. Or if, you know, you do get someone, you've already matched with them. So what has led you even to get there in the first place? Is it just because you've gone, oh, he's hot, swipe right? <laughs> I mean, if you're going to, that's the thing. It's That's not really doing it. You're not dating with meaning and purpose, are you? You've just kind of like got in there, like swipe, 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 swipe. he'll do. <laughs> So you're gonna get you're gonna sit with that kind of like strategy you're gonna you're gonna have an array of different people right and yeah. then it's actually giving yourself a much harder task because then if you then go back to kind of you know all the kind of things that you are looking for and then you've got to kind of whittle it down and obviously her experience is approaching people they've messaged her um and then they are going on the dates but actually there's a lot she could have probably and you know there's a lot of things that maybe she could have identified beforehand um so that she didn't need to waste her time right but maybe she needs to do a bit more groundwork sort of you know <laughs> like reading people's bios and and not sort of flicking for photos I mean we don't know that's that's the case I don't think it actually tells you what what what, the, what it is that she's looking for maybe that's what we need to find out um and then the other question and then the other you know even so that you just made a good point so even if there's not that much in the bio then it's you've you've got the connection um if you've matched so ask the questions like yeah you're messaging each other now so what do you want to ask somebody it's no harm in saying oh so what do you you know what do you do for a living it's not in your bio or where do you you know where are you based and then you can kind of that leads into like a bigger discussion now she seems to sort of like be serial dating it's like date 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 and I, I mean I don't know how much conversation there is but I get the impression there's not a great deal of conversation should there be a lot of conversation before a date or should there be a little bit of conversation before the date so I think um, as a business, what we sort of recommend is um, it's not so much about um, conversation. We do kind of say, look, if you should really meet within one to two weeks. Mm -hmm. Now, some people will just be like, let's just meet. I don't think there's any sort of any issue with that. It's about how you go into it. If you go in there with super high expectations, like, oh, my God, this person's amazing you know and then and then you connect and then you get blown away by them without asking proper questions because you haven't actually had that time to explore anything then obviously that leads itself into sort of potentially not working out uh, it could work out um so we which just, actually we... seemed to happen in that boxer short episode um, yeah, she just seemed to just go straight in, and I was like, "Oh, she's found the one. This is going to be the end. This is the the love story." And then I was really optimistic about Lewis. The whole week, I felt like I was floating on air. He just seemed so perfect for me. Then Friday hit. I was at work, and he was off out on a works night. I didn't hear from him that night, but it was very likely he was drunk, so I didn't mind. The weekend was troublesome too. He was heading back to Scotland to see his kids and then off to work for a couple of weeks offshore. I told him not to message me at the weekend, so it didn't come to any surprise that he didn't. And the reason why was because he and his wife 
were not on good terms and I really didn't want to get involved in what sounded like a really messy divorce. Especially as it was highly likely she'd be around for a great deal of the weekend. Especially since he was still living in the family home. Hindsight's a great thing, but at the time, this massive red flag wasn't screaming in my face. The love story and then, oh, he was married. I mean, that was a stupid thing not to find out at the at the very start. And that's the thing, isn't it? It's just, it's, um, it's kind of being, um, they call it sort of love bombing when someone comes on really full on, you know, tells you everything that you want to hear, gives you, you know, a lot of kind of compliments and, and all of a sudden, you know, you just, you forget to ask all the questions or actually, you know, think about what's actually happening. Um, and unfortunately, when that does happen, um, it can sort of, you know, not go the way that you want it. You know, you can have that connection, even, you know, take it to the next step and have something physical, um, but without the kind of, you know, the actual groundwork going in and understanding whether or not you are, you know, a compatible match, um, then, you know, it's kind of like you can be left there thinking, oh God, you know, why is that person not followed up with me? So how do you know if you're being love bombed or if you are actually compatible? Because is it not the same thing? Maybe you could meet somebody and, and to have this whirlwind romance and for it to last? Or is it always a love bomb? It's That's a great question, actually. How do you know? Well, it's again, it's about knowing yourself. We keep going back to it. But it's like if you have given yourself the chance to understand what you're looking for, if you're looking for somebody that's going to be your life partner, they're likely going to take their time to get to know you first because you have the shared same values. So they're not going to be forcing you into doing something quickly. Yeah, you might want to do it, but you both take the time. You're both respectful to each other. He went in for the kiss, didn't he? And uh, <laughs> she wasn't <laughs> expecting it at all. I headed into the kitchen to make coffee and he followed me. We were chatting and then he kissed me. It was phenomenal. He was a perfect kisser. It's like he knew exactly how I wanted to be kissed. Afterwards, I felt a little bit embarrassed and I shoved the half-made coffee in his hands. Again, that's when, had she even liked him, she could have just said, you know, I'm really interested in you, but I would like to wait until we've got to know each other a little bit better. Yeah. Because people don't do that out of fear. They think, oh, well, if I say that, I'm not going to see them again. But yeah. if that's the case, then great. You've had a lucky escape. <laughs> because <laughs> if that person is that shallow that, you know, if you didn't kiss them and said, I, you know, I'd really like to see you again, but, um, you know, I don't want to go this fast. And then they never contact you again. Then they've done you the biggest favor ever. <laughs> because yeah. you're not aligned. You're not aligned, right? They don't understand you. And then they they've got totally different intentions. Exactly, yeah. they've got different intentions. Which is why so, this one was such a, a, a disaster of a... a but it's of hard. It's easy for us to say, oh, you know, do this, do that. But at the end of the day, it's about how you feel about yourself. And none of us are coming into, you know, as a single person, they're not coming into um, the dating world, you know, bursting with loads of huge confidence. They've got, you know, this perfect, you know, life plan mapped out it's real life isn't it so mm. it's also important to not beat yourself up too much if things don't go to plan yeah and I suppose equally if both partners if, if both the male and the female are, are, are both very keen from the start that can still work and it may not necessarily be the love bomb it yes yeah, so love bombing is actually um 
it's not it's you know it's not a nice thing f- to happen and it usually comes from one one side is doing it to the other person obviously you both love bombing each other and you go on to get married <laughs> for 20 years <laughs> it's not love bombing it's you fell in love at first sight you know that's something different love bombing is really when you are manipulating someone into doing something with different intentions and of course you know, that then we're sort of leading into the sort of darker traits of psychology. And then, you know, how do you tell? Of course, there are, unfortunately, some not so sincere and manipulative people in the world. Mm -hmm. So that even, you know, you could have all all your ducks in a row and know what you want and be quite a confident person. But equally, you know, everyone can sort of foul play to that sort of, you know, influence. And, you know, again, that's definitely, you know, there's nothing, there's nothing you can really do about that. It's not your fault. It's just about obviously spot, trying to spot the red flags and holding back. Because even if you had this amazing chemistry and it was the right person, if it's the right person, they're not going to go anywhere, <laughs> right? So do you think she did anything right through this whole date and escapade that's been going on? Was there anything that was like, that's a really good decision and that that needs to be done more? It's always, I think it's always like going back to the scenario that you said before where she had a date, wasn't sure that there was any chemistry, um, but did have fun. And then when I spoke to her friends about it, and, you know, I think that is quite a good decision to actually go on the second day. And I w- we would definitely recommend that um, in our agency as well, because nine times out of 10, when people do that, you should, again, it's about expectation, thinking that you're going to be blown away by someone on a first date, because people are coming to us, they might be tired, they might have had a stressful day at work, they um you know that's there's always thing they might be really nervous and they're not showing up as their true selves right plus a a first date should really be quite a short period of time we do say you know around sort of an hour when you first meet somebody if it's online of course if again if you have a great connection and you end up going for dinner and drinks and stuff that's between you both but equally you shouldn't think oh my god that's terrible it only lasted an hour that's fine it's about where it goes from there it's always good for both parties to to follow up afterwards as well um if you want to be treated with respect then you have to behave respectfully and that is saying thank you for the day um even if you know it's just it's just about you know just being true to yourself and and also letting the other person know how you do feel so if you are you know you do have the first date you're absolutely 100% sure that you know it's not going to go any further it's just nice to sort of let that person know you know thank you so much but no thank you kind of you know like in the in the nicest possible way rather than you know just leaving people hanging all the time which is if it's not how you want to be treated yourself then don't do it to other people right is there anything that she sort of really did wrong like big big no-nos in Dayton I I feel like um where she did like sleep with the guy first of all she obviously hadn't asked enough questions yeah in terms of you know he was married or had a wife we walked up to the bedroom and started ripping off each other's clothes there instead (laughs) and yes we were in bed having amazing sex at four o'clock in the afternoon I only met him at 12 o'clock what was wrong with me these are big things and um, I don't know, it's really funny actually why people don't have these conversations about, you know, like, 
of course you don't want to go on your first day and be talking about the ex-partner all night but it's important that you have got a good understanding of their lifestyle and and you know what what they're doing right now so if they've got like an ex-wife and children it's a huge commitment right so you know it's a huge time commitment as and an emotional commitment so you really want to know what you know about that so that you can then make an informed choice because I think especially when children are involved you do need to give yourself more time and I you know as a responsible parent that other person should be giving themselves enough time as well because if they're making decisions and you know then they're making those decisions based on others as well not just themselves and also they will have ex-partners to navigate through that they have to still have a relationship with whereas from her perspective she's just a single person she's got no ties and you know that's nothing you know it doesn't really sort of it doesn't factor into her life and he wasn't the first person that she sort of jumped straight into bed with there was that double date which sounded crazy so two dates in one day and then that didn't quite end up very well i don't actually remember getting upstairs I'd like to think that it was really romantic and he took me by the hand and then lifted me up and carried me into the bedroom. But he wasn't the most muscular of guys and the pair of us were pretty intoxicated, so it was probably more like a crawl to the top. I don't particularly remember the sex. I think it was pretty good. I do remember the ending being particularly messy though. In fact, I had a shower after. Memo to self. Buy condoms. I think the shower sobered me up a little bit too. Which, actually, I wish didn't happen, because all of a sudden, I felt so embarrassed. I can't believe I had sex on the first date. Um, again, another, another man in her bed. I mean, is that a bad thing to do? I mean, obviously, to me, I get the impression that she's just throwing in as many dates as possible, like getting through the men as quickly, weeding through the, the frogs. Is that good? Yeah. Thing? Well, no. You need to give this... It's, again, it's going back to that time, isn't it? Um, once you've kind of done the work on yourself got to know yourself then the next stages is really about visualizing the relationship so it's all about you know being authentic you know writing your bio using recent photographs um you know and telling your story so it's important you know you're telling your story so that you're going to attract someone compatible right it's it's about giving an introduction into what life could look like for you and then the next steps is like you're going to create a plan and then put it into action so you're choosing which apps to use you're creating that space in your diary right you're making time this is all before you've even got on that date right we usually recommend you don't like talk to more than sort of four people at any one time Mm -hmm. um so again it's you know if you're going to go on multiple dates You've got to ask yourself why you are doing that, what you're trying to achieve. You don't want to be doing it to just make yourself feel better or because you're heartbroken because your ex dumped you. Mm. Because, you know, you're not going to solve anything if that, you know, if you're coming to this looking for a long-term partner, you're on a rebound and it's never going to go, <laughs> it's never going to go the way you want it, right? So again, right. it's giving yourself time, it's giving yourself space, Um, And then it's also understanding things about yourself when you have these kind of what we call limiting beliefs. So it's almost like, oh, dating's awful. No one's serious on dating apps. You know, you can really sort of tell yourselves these dialogues. But actually, again, it's about taking a step back and looking at how you're, you know, what are you portraying? How are you coming across? 
Um, and is that true? You know, are you being your true authentic self? Is this really who you are? And is this really what you want? And um, maybe not drinking as much alcohol on a day as well <laughs> would help the situation. <laughs> But again, it's like, why, you know, what is that nerves? You know, everybody's done it, haven't they? Especially in those sort of like nervous situations. Speaking of the alcohol, there was yeah. the episode with the, the guy who just seemed to be keen. And then it, she said she wasn't going to have any drinks on that night. And then he, he cancelled. He asked me how I was intending to get to the date. I hadn't really thought about it. It was a school night. So I said, I'll just drive. I didn't really think this was an issue. But then, about 30 minutes later, he cancelled the date as he needed to work due to some kind of emergency. I never heard from him again. Maybe I'm reading into this a little bit too much. But I have a feeling he cancelled because I wasn't intending to drink alcohol. What do you think to that one? It's a funny one, really, because... of. I guess she's put it down to that's the reason why he cancelled is because mm -hmm. she said she wasn't going to drink, but she didn't ask him, did she? Ah, no, that's a good point, yeah. She has, you have to ask the question, otherwise you just created a scenario in your head of what you think has happened or hasn't happened when it's there's no evidence to support either side. And we as human beings do this all the time. It's not just in dating, right? <laughs> we create these dialogues and stories. Oh, well, it's definitely that. We make assumptions. And this, anyway, this is part of the minefield of dating, especially with online dating. So you'll send a message to somebody and they don't respond straight away. Oh, they're not interested. Mm -hmm. Or... <laughs> Or, or they're at work. <laughs> or they're at work. Or their battery died. Or they had yes. a meet. Or they're going out for a birthday party. Do you know or what I mean? Or they left the phone in the taxi. And, yeah. Exactly. And then by the time they message back 24 hours later, the other person is like completely written them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And sent them into the sim bin. So it's like you're, by having that kind of perspective and mindset, you're only really sort of, you know, putting barriers in front of yourself. So ultimately, what we need in Dayton is honesty from start to finish. Yeah, just be but honesty with yourself first, right? And then honesty with other people. Just a yeah. bit more authenticity. Yeah. Why are so many people putting on photographs that are 10 years old? Like, what's <laughs> the point? You, you're going to meet them. I really didn't fancy this guy. I felt so catfished. The photos on his profile must have at least been 10 years old. He was taller than I expected, probably weighed two to three stones heavier than in his photos, and was wearing a Matrix-style long coat, which, let's face it, only someone like Keanu Reeves would ever be able to pull it off. How, how, did, he, how did he think he was going to get away with that one? <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. Um, <laughs> and men and women do it. You know, girls are a bit prone to sort of put in a few filters on and stuff. You know, yeah, of course you want to put your best self forward, but... You know, it's, you've got to, if you want to have a positive dating experience that leads into a lifelong fulfilling relationship, what you do at the start counts because mm -hmm. you are putting yourself out there. So why bother not filling in the profile, right? Not, you know, leaving stuff out. You can't be asked to do it. Like, then that's who you're going to attract. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> get, yeah. <laughs> Someone that's a bit flaky, not really sure what they want, you know, doesn't really care. Um, let's just go on a date. You look quite hot. Like, that's what you get. 
And I guess this is, you know, this is where we sort of come in, right? At Macklin is we can help people, we can support people through that. So we can help you write your bio. We can help you um, figure out what to say. We can review your photographs. We can tell you what works and what doesn't work. We can be there to hold your hand when you are starting to make those first initial interactions, both men and women. Um, and then obviously you go on your first date. But really, if you've if you've got all those things in place and the person you're now going on this date with is very much aligned to who you are and what you want, even if that hasn't come across in their bio because you've asked the right questions before you've even got to meet them. You might even have a phone call or something with them, you know, it's just... Would you help this single person up to the point of the date or would you then, after the date, sort of dissect the first date and work out what they need to do for the next step or, or is it just to the dating stage? No, we help people support them through all their relationship journey. We also work with couples as well. So it's just, you know, it's it's from start to finish. It depends on wherever the finish may be. <laughs> <laughs> it's ongoing, isn't it? If you're in a relationship. Um, but yeah, no, we can help through any throughout any of those stages. So we can, you know, once you do start dating and you want to maybe just have somebody with a bit more of a, you know, a, a non, they're not emotionally involved. So it's not a friend. It's not your mum it's not a family member it's somebody that's completely you know outside to give you a really sort of clear perspective on the situation that's super helpful so at um macklin international if you yeah. had this um single 30 something from the podcast come to you as a new client what would be your sort of ideal advice to this person um as a coaching client Yes. Yeah. Yes. So obviously we, you have your first session um, and then they'll talk about all the things that they are struggling with. And then it's for us to kind of understand what they're sort of what, where they want to get to. So if it is a relationship that they're looking for, it's about, you know, supporting them into finding that. And if it's, you know, they might not then decide they might not want to do online dating. So they might want to start going out into, you know, into the actual real world but not use our services in terms of matchmaking um so we'll be sort of you know setting them maybe challenges on doing the research what if, what singles events are around you know we do host singles events as well um so maybe if they join our mailing list they can you know get information about our singles events that we're hosting how um, do i get on this mailing list i'm going to singles <laughs> nice <laughs> So you can just go onto our website, www.macklininternational.com and um, you can join the mailing list. I think you just literally scroll down, scroll down and you can put your email address in to um, sign up to our newsletter. But if you do ever have any questions as well, just get in contact with us. We, you know, we love to talk to new people, especially, you know, in, with single people, because in one way or another, we'll be able to help you and support you. Even if it's just if you read, we've got an array of blogs on our website um, that are written by all you know matchmakers and relationship experts and some of our coaches and psychologists on all different topics so there isn't anything we probably haven't covered um yeah. in terms of dating relationships you know all the types of things that we've talked about today just recently had a client that got married just before christmas and oh, um, success I know. yeah exactly so um and you know we um we as a business we'd worked with obviously both people to help them get into that relationship and now they've just got married oh, that's so 
you know, it's it's lovely. It's lovely to be able to help facilitate people um, and know that, you know, what we're doing is it does work. It's successful. Um, we see it in our client testimonials, but obviously there's lots of, you know, as psychologists, we're very, you know, very much all about like research evidence and, you know, having some sort of, you know, there is a little bit of science behind it as well. Well, Sarah Helen from Macklin International, I have had an absolute blast chatting to you. It's brilliant. I feel yeah, like I know so much. I mean, I've laughed along at all these podcasts, but I feel like I've learned quite a lot from it. So it's been great. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. This episode is in collaboration with Macklin, an award-winning psychology-based international matchmaking service with an unrivaled global network of the most exceptional single people. To find out more, head to macklininternational.com. To make sure you continue to follow the story of the secret diary of a single at 30-something, make sure you follow the podcast to get updates ready for Series 2, coming soon. And why not check out Instagram, at Secret Diary Pod. But until then...